0: This is Steve Heitner and you're listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. I'm huge, Jerry.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Sappho Podcast. Broadcasting today, not from Jack Dempsey's and not from my studio, apartment in New York City, but a new studio, Westwood One Podcast Studios. Yup, your boy is in a radio station for real this time. Anyway, sitting next to me, I met this dude last week and we're both shaking our heads. We don't want to admit (laughs) that we met at a podcast convention, but we did down in Philly it's like when you meet someone online dating, you never really want to say you met them online dating. But I met today's guest in Philadelphia last week. We tried to get him on the Opie radio show, but he skipped town after hanging out for 20 minutes. I guess he didn't think Opie was big enough for him. A little bone to pick with him. He's on his cell phone right now texting. I'm just going to wait here uncomfortably till he gives me a thumbs up. But obviously, because he was at the podcast convention, he has a podcast coming out. Steve, You ready? What's the name of your podcast? Let's start with that.
0: Obviously, it's called "That's Gold" with Steve Heitner. Mm-hmm. What a shock! I'm going. I'm, I'm using that, but it, it has used me for a long time. Of course, it has. Right. So, we're going with that. So, the other part of it is we're we're set, we're searching out the gold standard of what I whatever it might be. The gold standard of tequila. You know, our sponsor is Azunya. I don't know if I can say that.
1: Of, yeah, anything okay. you want.
0: So, uh, and the the gold standard of Chile, the gold standard of cigars. That'll also be part of the show. So, it will be a little sports gambling, a little bit of you know. We're not 50 and creepy.
1: Is it kind of like a sophisticated guy show? Like, even whatever it is, 15, 20 minutes, you're going to drink nice tequila, have some good chili, bet on the game, some cigar talk. It seems like it's a sophisticated man show. I like that.
0: It could be sophisticated, but the problem with the word sophisticated is a lot of what I do is also humorous. So, let's not lose the idea of humorous. So, it's also humorous about, you know, look, what's real? What's actually happening in our lives? Look, is this the perfect podcast if you're 21 and you're trying to figure out which bottle service joint you want to go to. Doesn't mean we won't cover that. But we're more talking about men of a certain age, gamble, have money, live it. Every freaking advertiser dumps us at 45, and uh, that's what we're doing. So we'll see how we do, right?
1: Are you a big sports guy?
0: I am. I am. And one of the things, as you can probably already tell, is I love the story. I love the story of the sport thing. I once... I was living in LA for a long time. This guy, he was... And this might be not appropriate, but he was a murdering gypsy. Okay. Right, And he hung out at the bar I hung out at. <laughs> and he said to me one day, he goes, hey, you're going to Vegas? I said, yeah, I am going to Vegas. He goes, I want you to place a bet for me. I said, I'd be happy to. He goes, all right, here's $50. I want you to put down a five-team parlay. Like a five-team parlay. Okay, I'll do that. So I was so ignorant because I was just about women at that time in my life. Is all I cared about. Mm-hmm. right? So I go to Vegas, and I say, oh, I'll place the bet. It's Saturday. Saturday night. I'll be out all night. Uh, The games are Sunday. I'll place the bet when I get back. So I get back, and the sports book is closed. Oof. I didn't know they closed. I had no idea. They do. They close. So I'm like, I'm hammered. It's a five-team parlay.
1: It's never hitting. (laughs) It's
0: never going to hit. This is a
1: free $50 for you. A free
0: $50, right? So already I know I'm telegraphing the end. But I'll just tell the story anyway. One of my buddies who's a big... um, Baseball agent, very big agent. He was like Sammy Sosa's agent, like very big baseball agent, Adam Katz, and he was on the trip with us, right? Okay. And uh, he happened to—I I don't know—somehow the night before, I told him these bets have to lay for this murder gypsy. <laughs> and he, so I wake up, you know, well past ten a.m. on the West Coast where the games start. Yeah, you're
1: thinking one p.m. You got some time on the East Coast to catch right, up to the games.
0: Right. It's ten a.m. and I've—it's probably noon. And uh, so I wake up, and he gets in touch with me. He goes, hey, uh, dude, I think a couple of those early games came in. I go, oh, really? He goes, yeah, I think three of those games came in. I'm like, oh, that sucks. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So I go, well, I got two games on the back end, and then I'm both going to come in. Yeah,
1: you're rooting hard against these two teams, then. Right,
0: and make no mistake, we all know where this story is going. All of course. I can't <laughs> pretend we don't know where this story is going. I'm not pretending <laughs> to tell it that way. So now the second is, and I have literally have no idea what the fourth game was, but obviously it came in, right? Oh, my God. But I do remember the fifth game. The fifth game, I had the Detroit Lions... On the road, giving seven. Which is unheard of. It doesn't, it doesn't exist! That's them playing <laughs> a high school team. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> exactly! So that's what I'm left rooting for. And I'm rooting for that, and again, since it's, that's not the point of the story, of course they don't cover. And oh. I lose the five things. So I am so freaked out of what do you tell a murdering gypsy about a five-team parlay that you didn't bet, right? So I'm like, oh, I'll tell him this, I'll tell him that, and the more I come up with these stories, I realize I'm sweating harder and harder. I'm like, there's no story, there's nothing. You fucked up. You fucked up, right? So then I had a moment of clarity. I oh, said, no, my,
1: no, don't tell me. I think I know what this moment of clarity is. What is it? Did you double down and try to
0: bet to win it? No. Okay. No, thank That's God. idiocy. Okay. That's okay. idiocy. But that I love that you think that's clarity. <laughs> that's a peek in your window, my I'm friend. I'm excited for your that, podcast. That is a peek in your window, <laughs> your bay window. <laughs> I had a moment of clarity. I was like, I was like, I mean, I'm sweating like an animal. This murdering gypsy is going to murder again. <laughs> and I so I go. Let me just see how much it is. Right. Okay. So I see it. It's seventeen hundred dollars. Oh. I'm like holy shit. It's a lot of fun. So I go all around what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say. And my moment of clarity was this. I'm going to fucking pay him. And it was such an insanely relieving moment. Now, granted, at that time, I was making a nice living. Mm -hmm. But just that moment of, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll pay him. (laughs) I took that 5-team I. I, I'll pay him. (laughs) There was never a moment in my life where I felt better about kicking out seventeen hundred dollars. Like yes, I'll pay the son of a bitch. Best seventeen hundred oh dollars you ever spent. All the sweat went away. I felt alive. Now, ben, <laughs>
1: when you said five team parlay, oh, they hit the five team parlay hit, which never hits ever. You never, never, never! never get a
0: five team parlay. Not to a murdering gypsy. Never.
1: <laughs> what a good, what a good gambler he was, by the way. Was he good or just?
0: Come on, who who lands a five team part? The
1: murdering gypsy,
0: right? But my point being is that a good gambler (laughs) does a gambler take a five team on a fifty dollars
1: bet? He won seventeen hundred dollars. Yes, he had a
0: good outing.
1: (laughs) So you like to partake in gambling, then?
0: I partake in like storytelling gambling. I like my New York Giants. Never again this team because of this reason. That's not gambling. Like, these people, I like, do what, like, and, and and in my podcast, That's Gold with Steve Heidner, I will cover all of that. But my gambling is all about, I'm so freaking upset with the Cowboys, I'm going to bet against them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to pay my mortgage.
1: You know what gambling I do like? I love the in-game betting. Are you a fan of the in-game well, betting? Well, I'm
0: getting more interested in the in-game betting. Here's the reason why I'm interested okay. in the in-game betting. A friend of mine, years ago, before in-game betting, he had a great point. He said... I only bet the first half of basketball games because I don't want to bet on a team that's not doing the same thing I'm doing, right? So whatever the spread is at the end of the game, they may be holding onto the ball for different reasons. Mm -hmm. He goes, first half of the game, they're all scoring. And that turned into in-game betting. So years ago, he used to say, I only bet the first half. I want them to score every freaking time.
1: But now, so my producer, Will, he also partakes in uh, some of the gambling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh This year, during the NBA playoffs, you're an NBA guy too? I oh, love the NBA. Who's your team?
0: Well, I spent my life worshiping the New York Knickerbockers.
1: So we're suffering fans together?
0: Okay. Now, I now live out west.
1: You're a smart man.
0: And, I have fi- and now I live north up north. I live in Tahoe, Reno now. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to be a Warrior fan. But this was before KD. Like when Steph came in and Draymond.
1: And they, was, and they were likable. That was
0: an organic team. Mm-hmm. They, they drafted those dudes, right? That was an organic team and very, ag- agreed, very likable. So at some point, it's like, how much Knicks can you do? But I will tell you this about the Knicks. What people don't realize about New York is, no matter what happens, Mets, Yankees, f- whatever you want to say, Nets, they went to the finals mm-hmm. two, uh, uh, Giants, Jets. It's a basketball town. It's a basketball town. This town is never as alive as when the Knicks are good. And they don't even have to win. We can just go to the 90s. They didn't win. Right? This town is a basketball town. But nobody, But people outside this town don't know it because we're never good.
1: And you're right. And I'm so glad you said that because you nailed the Yankees and Mets. Right now is a perfect time for sports radio. Yankees are great. Mets are bad. It's right. good. When the Knicks play, everyone's a Knicks fan. Oh, yeah. And everyone. You're getting people who don't give a crap about baseball or hockey or football. best. Everyone watches it. When the Knicks are good, the, the the vibe in the city, it has a pulse again. It's electric.
0: It's a basketball town. It's just so sad that they always I suck. Know. It's so damn sad.
1: So the in-game betting, I'll tell you what Uh, Will out there, he paid for a vacation with this bets. He'd watch the Warriors play. You knew the Warriors were going to win. They will playing the Pelicans. They were... Just say twenty point favorites, and they were at points sixteen point favorites. You don't touch that game. Oh. What he would do, he would go in game betting, right. and the Pelicans would be up just say thirteen to six, right. and you'd hit refresh, and all of a sudden the Warriors are only a four point favorite to win the game, and that, that yeah really? yeah that wow he did very very well wow. doing that yeah
0: it was it was cool the in game betting does and, that work on dating sites it doesn't oh damn it. <laughs> This chick is is only $4.
1: So I did go I did go on your website. I have a question. How'd you get .gold and not .com? Is that a dumb question?
0: Um well that well it is a dumb question okay. if you've imagine that that's gold.com wasn't available.
1: But I didn't even know you can add .gold. I didn't know you can add
0: That's what that is oh. You know what's crazy about that? That's a premium ending. Like .vegas? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a premium ending. And and it's not as premium as trying to find the sucker who has that'sgold.com, com, yeah. right? So that's going to be more premium. But for us, we thought that'sgold.gold, gold, that'll work. Yeah,
1: right? that's catchy as hell. Right, that's
0: catchy as hell. So we said like we don't need to go find, we don't need to go hustle up that's gold. But so we did that'sgold.gold, gold, which I didn't know either. But you know, the, to me, if people aren't aware of that now, it's just going to explode more and more and more. And I think a lot of people are aware of. Not everything's that, dot com, but some of the people that are pushing the website say it is amazing that people go. So is that go- that's gold dot gold dot com? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it's not. <laughs>
1: your, your trailer was good. You had Fred Savage calling on your trailer. That was pretty, that impressed me.
0: Fred's a really good friend of mine.
1: That impressed the hell out of me. Yeah,
0: he's a great guy. He's a great guy, and I don't know if you've listened to that story he told about mound ball, which was unbelievable. He told a story about he, he goes, I go to uh, he goes, I'm working in New York. And he goes, and I, he's, a, he's a Chicago kid. So he goes, so the Cubs are playing. So I go to the, to the Met game when the Chicago's playing, and he goes, and, you know, there's four electricians from Queens sitting next to me, and they're like, hey, Fred, blah, 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 the whole thing. And they go, you want to play mound ball? And they, he goes, I, I don't know how to play mound ball. They go, oh, here's the thing. He goes, each inning, each half inning, the money moves. But each ha- half inning, what do we want to do? $5 a dollar, whatever you want to play. It, you put in more money, mm-hmm. and whoever it is that half inning, when the any half inning's over, wherever they roll the ball in from, if it lands on the mound, you win. Wow! And then the next half inning, it you just pass passes. them okay. more money. Now it's on you. So Fred's like, I freaking love it.
1: That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my right, life. Mountain ball.
0: So he goes, I'm in. So of course, four <laughs> electricians from the Queens, and Fred's like, I don't want to be an asshole. And, of course, he's got the money. And at this point, it's up to, like, $100. Bucks. Oh. He's got the money. And, and the first baseman makes the last out, which is not good because it's probably got... <laughs> And sure enough, <laughs> the freaking ball lands right on the rubber. And Fred wins. Three of the electricians are happy. And the one dude is like, oh, this freaking idiot wins. <laughs> who invited fucking <laughs> who invited Fred, Fred Savage, Savage <laughs> to win our 100 bucks?" So, So Fred tries to be nice and go, hey, you know what? Let's just let it ride. I'll just let it ride. So now that one guy's happy, and the other three are like, "What a, what are we wimps? Like we can't freaking gamble with you." Fred Savage has too much money for oh, us. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, big boy. You excuse me, mountain ball.
0: So he so he's like, no, no, whatever, man. I'm just I'm just trying to play mountain ball.
1: <laughs> poor Fred Savage <laughs> wants to watch a game, and right. poor electrician's about to fuck him right. up.
0: And one gets mad, and the other three get mad. But I just thought it was a great story. And uh, how great is mound Ball? You Mount- sit there.
1: I never heard of it, and I go to
0: 30 games a year. 18 times a game, right? Each half inning. That's
1: nice money, too. You hit that.
0: Yeah, you hit it right. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with anything. But I'm guessing if the first baseman makes the last out, you're like, oh, you're I <laughs> like our numbers. You know
1: what's great? It's like watching the Super Bowl for the pool. You don't even care about the game anymore. Right. Where's that ball? What? And then you look like a crazy guy. Yes! You're giving high fives. <laughs> Your podcast, you said, is coming out.
0: It's coming out uh, August 14th, uh, and we're going to swing for the fences. That's gold uh, with Steve Heitner. And like I said, it's about sports gambling, and it's about being men of a certain age that aren't creepy. So-
1: The creepy thing is like you're focusing. We are not creepy.
0: No, but I I really do focus on that. It's like this whole thing about oh yeah, well if you're 50 or something, you better be friggin' all about your house and your kid and your grandkids. Well, some guys step out of that, right?
1: I like you say a lot of guys step out. Many do. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) And they still make a decent living, and they still are completely cool guys, right? Like, I have guys I travel with still.
1: Yeah, right? that's my travel buddy. We've been to, right. like, 50 countries together right now. So
0: that's my point. What uh, what
1: made you want – I know you said everyone – we joked around. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone wants to do it. What made you even – who approached you with you? You're like, you know what? I want to do a podcast.
0: Well, you know, we, uh, we were – I'm not going to lie to you. We're funded, right? We're funded by Azunia Tequila. So to me, like, at this particular point in my life, to hustle it up and – have to get advertisers like a year or two down the road to where I might finally make an income, That wasn't my deal, right? But he came to me and said, look, we're going to fund you and we'll be the advertiser and then we'll work on all the things you work on about getting advertisers and all that stuff. And this might not be the answer you want because like, oh yeah, well, you're funded. No,
1: that's good. That's what you want. That's the goal. Well, I am funded. Yeah, that's good. Good for you.
0: Right. So, so then I said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So we'll we'll support Azunia Tequila. We'll get other advertisers. And one of the things, as I went to, unbelievably, I'm going to say it again, I went to a podcast convention in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. (laughs) Hello, bottom.
1: (laughs) There I was,
0: skinning my knees.
1: You want to hear a great one? So do you know Opie from Opie and Anthony? Yeah. Okay, so I'm Opie's producer, and you know he just got into podcasting, and he wasn't into it. Now he's like, "Dude, it's fun." So we're on the elevator, and it's uh, me and Opie and uh, Carl Ruiz. He's the chef who does the show uh-huh. with them. And these two ladies come on with matching shirts. He just told it on his podcast today, talking about the Philly. And they're like, "Oh, what's the name of your podcast?" He's like, "Oh, the Opie Radio Podcast." And they're like, they roll their eyes. They didn't uh-huh. know who he was. And they do a podcast about plants. And Steve, all they talk about is various plants. They get off the elevator. Opie goes, I'm at a fucking podcast convention <laughs> with plant people. I'm Opie from Opie. I'm the third or fourth biggest radio person ever. And I'm yeah, right. and it, it was now, great.
0: They yeah. talk about plants. Can you see cleavage when they talk about plants? Oh no,
1: you didn't want to see that cleavage.
0: No, cleavage. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 but no, no.
0: But that works. I mean that works.
1: It would have sold if it was a video podcast, maybe, right. but
0: talking about plants. So that's where we are. So I'm 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 a you know, I'm a kid with a dream. This is a different Uh, medium that I'm used to, or as, you know, Fred and I did a series together in the 90s called Working on NBC. It was me, Fred Savage, uh, Dana Gould, Arden Marine... And we just stayed friends after it, and uh, so I told him I'm doing this podcast, and we did this sizzle reel for me, and he was like, "You know what? I think this might finally be the medium for you." That's (laughs) wait, no cameras on that freaking face of yours.
1: (laughs) The old face for radio gag,
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. That's
1: cool. Now where you be broadcasting from? Like your little home studio? How's that? Yeah,
0: actually, I'm 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 broadcasting from Reno. And then we got another guy that's going to be brought. Here's my real concern about it. If you yeah. want to talk to the nuts and bolts, I do. Like, I do. Look, my whole thing is I like to interrupt. Right? That's my thing. And I'm guessing that's Opie's thing, right? And
1: you're not going to be looking at them, right? So my
0: point is, I need the, t- I need technically for there not to be that lag because if I can't get that right, then I can't do what I do.
1: And because me and you are looking at each other, we see when we're about to talk exactly. And you don't want. I just had Dick Vitale call in, and it was he obviously not in studio. He calls in. Is Dick? Gun- hey, and it, did it, did. yeah, did it, did. Like, oh, and you don't want to cut off Dick Vitel, and, oh. and I hate the phoners. Maybe you guys do a little Skype thing. I don't know. We do. We do okay, a little okay.
0: Skype thing. But the point is, then there's another thing where, like, my idea is: keep in mind, we haven't done any podcast <laughs> yet. You're okay? promoting the hell out of I'm it. <laughs> right. We haven't done any podcast yet. We did a we did a pilot. Okay. So my my point is, and you know, I haven't done any because I'm plosiving like freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a freaking idiot. So <laughs> so my point is, like, to come up with a catch thing, like, like I have to be able to interrupt. Otherwise, I can't do what I do, right? So, I, like, if there is a lag, am I going to come up with a, wait, 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 wait. And as soon as I go, they know, like, you know. But it is a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Now, obviously, you can edit it. Like, we're going to edit a few things. Yeah, you can always edit. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: good. But for me, it's like I can't have a guy talking a mile a minute. I want a guy talking a mile a minute so I can interrupt the mm-hmm. son of a bitch. And give and you a point. that's where funny lives is interrupting him, right? So to me, my concern is about that lag. Like, can I interrupt without it sounding weird?
1: I like that your podcast – here's what I like about it. One, besides the betting thing and it's you, I like that you don't even know if it's going to be 20 minutes, 35 minutes. You still don't have it's. – you're going to grow with it. And I'll tell you what I love, two things about it. I love the daily Because then it becomes your ritual. You wake up, download it, boom. And I'll tell you personally, forty-five minutes is great for a regular one, a daily one. The thing I always get nervous with is if you do two or three and I miss it, I get anxious as a podcast listener. I'm like, shit. I'm all right now. I have to invest an hour and twenty-two minutes. Oh, and
0: and not only that, but we were getting information like we we went to that thing (laughs) with the uh, WWE guys. We bonded with them. Oh, Conrad and Bruce! Oh my God, we. Bon- Wait,
1: they did Opie show right when
0: you left? Right. Yeah, they, they, I know they did. They were great. We, I, <clears throat> we went to their talk. Like there was so much in that freaking convention. Let's get into the convention yeah. for a second. Like if, if I went to one more talk where there was an overhead projector with a freaking pyramid and they used the word content. Oh, I know. It's like okay, I I'm not getting anything from this.
1: How about this one? If you get a thousand downloads, you're golden. You're good. That's- what? If that, what? If I did a 1,000, okay, have a good day. No offense. That's that's nothing. Zero.
0: Right. But the overall yeah. thing about, oh, content and call to call to reason, call to for I don't know what the F you're talking about. We went to the WWE guys, mm-hmm. and they were talking about real shit. Like, oh, here's how long your podcast should be. Okay, here's what you do. My friend Arden Marine, she does a podcast called Will You Accept This Rose? W-Y-A-T-R. And it's all about The Bachelorette. And I do it for her sometimes. Okay. And it's so successful that we go to comedy clubs at 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday at, at Zaney's in Nashville. <laughs> right? And it sells out. And I do it for her because we're close friends. She was on Working, the same show. Okay. But I do it for her because we're close friends. So I'm in with these guys and they go, one of the other things you can do is a lot of times you can do live stuff. And one of the good places is comedy clubs in the afternoon. I'm like, okay, these guys do it for a living. They're monetizing. Yeah. And you know what?
1: I'll tell you this. I like the way we interrupt each other. Opie, everyone's like, hey, let's do it in the studio. This is my first one doing it in the studio. I do it from a bar. Jack Dempsey's bar gives me a private floor. And it sounds silly. For me, podcasting is intimate. You put the things in your ears. You're with that person. You want to hear maybe some glass in the back. You want right. to hear normal pot. You're not listening to the radio. It's not supposed to be perfect. So when people walk up, that's what makes it cool. Of course. And what Conrad and them do it. Oh, everyone's like, oh, podcast shouldn't be more than this. Some of their episodes are four hours. Exactly. Three hours and twenty minutes. But you know what? That content I'm downloading because it's great content. So I'll do forty minutes. I'll get. I'll catch back up to it in a day or two. It's
0: and they storytell. tell all <clears> that oh, That's they why. That's why I <clears throat> added the idea of I can story tell the bet. The, what's the story I like that of the idea. bet? Right? Now, you
1: can do one bet a day? Is it like, hey, you're...
0: Yeah, we'll do one bet because the last part of the segment is I never felt strongly about anything in my life. That's the bet. <laughs> okay. And then the next day, the first segment is what the hell was I thinking?
1: So you're going to be leaving, hey, bet this, and next morning, hey, I fucked up my bet on that one.
0: Right. Then, then you'll, don't bet this. Will
1: it be a five-team parlay, like, special?
0: Well, you know, <laughs> there's only so many murdering gypsies. <laughs> You seem like
1: really excited about it.
0: I am excited about it because I, I, I'm always excited about a medium. Like I did, I was a comedian years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Then acting just took off for me, right? I went 20 years without doing stand-up because my acting career was just happening, right? Now, now because of my son and because of real life, I like to be near my kid. So stand-up would unbelievably allow me to be with my son more than acting, because you think, well, stand up, you're traveling, but acting, you're away longer.
1: No, acting, or isn't it 30 minutes once a week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the podcast radio thing, and I always did, because I always feel it's so intimate. I love talk radio. I'm not a big music guy. I feel it's intimate. You don't know, like, you were on Seinfeld, you were on all these shows, you don't know you, but now you're sitting here, this 20 minutes, you right. feel, you actually get to know the person. Right. So Right, and a acting,
0: cool me- besides the how long you're away, Acting is the ultimate collaborative art form. There are literally 40 to 400 people collaborating. You go back to stand-up, it's just you, mother. (laughs) (laughs) Writer, producer, director. And I fell back in love with that singular art form. And also, when I went back to stand-up, I was like, let me see if I can just go back to stand-up. 20 years without doing stand-up. Not only – it's like I had more to talk about. Like when I was 24, my whole act was, why won't she touch me? (laughs) Right, she still won't touch me. But I still have, have more pop. to talk. I have yeah. more to talk about.
1: She won't touch me. But hey, I traveled, right. and I bet on the. I have yeah. money now to bet on the game. On the game.
0: Now, now I understand why she won't touch me. <laughs> so,
1: so besides coming to New York to do the Mike Sappho podcast. Why else are you in New York? Because this is super cool.
0: This is fun. So I am doing the Brooklyn Cyclones. Are They were the first ones to do the Seinfeld nights? Mm-hmm. So I am doing Seinfeld night at the Brooklyn Cyclones, where they usually rename the arena Craymerica. Mm-hmm. So I am doing uh, Kenny Banya at the Seinfeld night. And what's great about this is, you know, I'll throw out the first pitch, and I'll sign autographs, and I bring my own T-shirts and stuff. But this year.
1: <laughs> Go, because I'm pumped. up. Oh, I-
0: they are doing an audio bobblehead. How cool is that? Right. Let me tell you something. When you die, you won't be counting your money, but you may go. I had a freaking bobblehead on your casket. No <laughs> one's gonna
1: care how much money was in Steve's bank account. They right. have a little bobblehead right. on top of it.
0: And I know this. I know this is a podcast, but just imagine what I'm doing with my finger—that <laughs> thing where you touch your head and you go, "Oh, look at that! I got one of those." <laughs>
1: Did you see the uh, bobblehead yet?
0: I haven't seen it. I've seen a sketch of it. Okay. But they did say it. They said, uh, okay, we're going to do an audio. I'm like, okay. And they're like, will you record that's gold, Jerry Gold? And then if we can't get the rights to that, can you also record uh, Soup's Not a Meal? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, all right, I'll give you both. But literally, to me, again, money's great. But you know how many friends <sighs> I have are like, well, I, I got to have four of those. I'm like, I can't get you four of those. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I have to have them.
1: I'm going to tell you something. And – when I, mean, I know you get this, and this is what bothers me. Do you, do you get mad like talking about Seinfeld, first of all? Or? No. Okay, no. okay.
0: It, well, here's why I don't get mad about it. I'm not trying to, oh, no, I love it. It's everything I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. If I walk, when I walk out of this studio, somebody's going to go, that's gold, Jerry. And what I'm going to do, gonna go, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it just is. And also, I've done hundreds of TV shows and films. Seinfeld's an 800-pound gorilla. It just is. So if I want to make that a negative, that's available. I have almost –
1: when I mean sports is my life, I have – I love sports. Yeah, the only memorabilia I have is I have two seats from Yankee Stadium in my apartment. I'm a Kentucky basketball fan, so I have a Kentucky ball, like Coach Cal, like personalized the hell out of it to me. Not that I have a bunch of figures, and I actually went on eBay today because I have a party signet, and I bought your bobblehead. You did not. I did. $44, (laughs) which I'm – wait, look at Will Will Smith's – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I did because I want it because I'm gonna. T- afterward, I'm gonna send it to you and you have to sign it for me. But I don't. I'm like that's so fucking cool.
0: Man, that, come on, that's cool. It no is no matter how how jaded we want to be. Yeah. You want to be too
1: cool for school? Yeah. We don't go to podcast conventions, but having a bobblehead, and you know they do it well there. I wrote down. Did you see the shirts they're selling? No, they're selling different shirts here. They're, they're sell- good
0: over there. Oh, they're great. They are the state of the art on that stuff.
1: The Brooklyn Marble Rise, the Double Dippers, <laughs> the Long Island Dingoes, like. They do a good job, and they wait really till you do. see the crowd there. Oh, the cr- oh, it's in- it's insanity. So are you,
0: like- I have <laughs> high school buddies no. that I haven't talked to in thirty years. That said, and these, now, I'm not talking about people that went to, I went to high school with. I mean, my close friends I haven't talked to in twenty, thirty years. Like, we're coming to the game. Uh, Sal's a very successful dentist. Would you like to golf at Garden City Country Club Saturday morning? And I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. Right. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: You, I'm, gonna, I'm I have to fanboy out because I don't watch the only TV I watch is sports, documentaries and the truth Seinfeld and The Office over and over.
0: Right.
1: My favorite line from you. I know you get the it's gold. Can right. I tell you my favorite line?
0: I, I like a more obscure.
1: Oh, I don't know if it's going to be that obscure all right. when you when Which you walk one? up to Jerry in the diner. Yeah. And you're like, I'm working out now. I'm huge. huge. <laughs> I went from a 40 to a 42, Jerry. I'm huge. That is golden. I'll
0: tell you a story on that. Okay, so that was when it all first happened, right? I knew that that insane amount of notoriety came from me doing the Seinfeld show. Because I was already working a lot and had done films and stuff. So it was insane. So my buddy, so hooked up, his dad created Starter Sportswear. Oh, my God. His dad created starter. 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 There was a time where every NFL team wore Starter. Mm-hmm. So we're down in, in South Beach because the Super Bowl's there. Literally, I'm in South Beach and Spike Lee is at a table next to me. There's a line of four people for Spike Lee's autograph. There's a line of 25 people for my autograph. Unbelievable. Right? So at the time, I was trying to be accommodating. So I would just go, uh, uh, hey, what's your name? Uh, Debbie. Debbie. Soup's not a meal. Steve Heitner. Uh, What's your name? Uh, That's gold. (laughs) Uh, Debbie Gold. And I would like, oh, uh, Steve. I'm huge. Steve Heitner. So this girl comes up and she wants an autograph. So I'm like, hey, soup's not a meal. Steve Heitner. And her little sister... Who's like six. She doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. But if her older sister got one, she got one. So I'm like, what's your name? She's like, yeah, oh, Lizzie. So I'm like, hey, Lizzie, I'm huge. <laughs> so you see where this is going? My buddy's like, dude, you, you just wrote I'm huge, signed it, and gave it to a six-year-old girl. I'm like, That's so correct. So now I have to chase her and take it away from her. So she's like, ah! I'm like, no, I'll give you a bigger one. I'll give you a bigger <laughs> I'm one. I'm even huger. Huger. So I had to take that away from her.
1: I looked you up today walking here, and you were only in six episodes? It's insane. That blew my mind. And obviously we have a bunch of friends who are – I I texted them. They're like, there's no way he was only in six. I'm like, I just looked it up. Six episodes. Six
0: episodes. What What happened was like Jerry loved the character. Didn't like the character.
1: Of Kenny Banya.
0: Loved the character. So just think about the Soup Nazi Mm -hmm. where I just cut in line. Like, Jerry, let me cut in line, right? Jerry used to do that to – he would say, throw Banya in the episode. So I actually shot like 12 or 13. But it was more about Jerry loving the character. So eventually – because they would overshoot. So then they would cut me out of the episode. There were no cell phones. Jerry would call me at my house every time and go, Steve, I'm so sorry. We had to cut you out. I'm like – It's okay, Jerry. Keep thinking about me. But I literally shot probably eleven or twelve episodes.
1: When did you know that the show was not a good show, an iconic, forever show? Was there a moment like, hey, this show might? You came a lot in season two or three. No,
0: I came late. I came in season five. So it was already the number one show. Were you
1: a fan of the show?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, game within the game. I had auditioned for two or three other roles, and of course, Seinfeld fanatics are like, which part? Right, and I don't remember all of them. I do remember that I auditioned for when Kramer uh, had the scent of the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I auditioned to be the guy who ran this Calvin scent, Klein, yeah, right, right, that thing. But I didn't get that. But the point was, like, they knew they were interested in me, okay, and I knew uh, I, I was interested in them. I was working a lot at the time, and uh, so there was an interest. So they would have me in repeatedly on different parts, but we just couldn't find the right part. And the interesting thing is, when I did the the banya audition. This was the fourth audition I had for Seinfeld, and I didn't have a feel for that character because all it said was, the most annoying person in the world. And that's all it said. Now, then you read the sides, but what happens is when you audition for shows, the walls are thin. You're all waiting. You can hear the other audition, Even if you don't want to, you can hear them, Uh especially if it's a character that might be speaking loudly. So everybody... Doing that audition was doing this negative thing of, hey, you owe me. I gave you. And it was all so negative. And I was like, that can't work. And I had no idea. And on a dime before I went in, I said, what if he's annoying because he adores Jerry? He wants
1: to be loved so much. He adores
0: Jerry. So now everybody goes, well, yeah, that's the character. But that wasn't the character. So Jerry and Larry, who have had me in three to four times already, clearly fans of mine to some degree. Mm -hmm. All these guys are going in doing this negative thing. And I walked in and I said, hey, Jerry. (laughs) And they exploded. (laughs) And it was done. It was done on two words.
1: You were comedian before that part.
0: Yeah, but I hadn't done stand-up for years. Okay, because
1: I was going to ask if it hurt your career because now you're going in there as the hack comedian now. Did it hurt your – The only
0: way it hurt my career was on dramatic roles where I knew that I was – kicking the shit out of a deep, dramatic role. Here's the thing. When it's on TV, that's fine. But film-wise, what was happening is if I was doing any dramatic role, when it played in a theater, as soon as my face hit the screen, they'd laugh. So there were really deep, dramatic roles that I knew I was kicking the crap out of in the audition. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could feel the room going, can we cast Banya in this? Uh. Now... It doesn't freaking matter. I'm not complaining. Yeah, It's just part of the experience, right? But I knew that – because I came from straight acting, man. I was a deep actor. And I could feel that at times after the Banyan experience of – if, especially if it was a film. They were worried about my face hitting the screen in a big theater, and they were right because the power of that show is just relentless. Look, when I do stand-up, when I came back to stand-up, I would just – wouldn't talk about it. And they'd come up to me after the show and go, you were hilarious. eh, uh, you didn't talk about Seinfeld.
1: You didn't do the Ovaltine bit. Right. Like,
0: So I would go, well, you know, it was a long time ago. I don't feel like I'm holding on to anything. But you know how sometimes one person says something and it finally gets through your thick, stupid head? Mm-hmm. So I did a show and they're like, oh my God, you were hilarious. Uh, you didn't talk about Seinfeld. And I went into my, well, you know, it was a long time ago. And this guy looks at me and he goes, it was on today. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> like, like, So you just have to accept? You accept? What am I going to do? Argue with the dude? It was on today three times. (laughs) (laughs) He's so right. 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 I'm going to argue with that dude.
1: (laughs) Was the set as behind the scenes, as as fun as the viewer would watch it? Was it?
0: it, I think you were asking a question a little earlier about um, did you know it was an iconic show, getting close to that? It literally – when we were shooting it, you knew you were on I Love Lucy. Like, you knew you were on an iconic show. What
1: were we you say? nervous? Because you're a professional actor. Okay, You've been on a ton great. of stuff. So,
0: now, Banya, I do this audition. It's so big. The character is so big, as you know. Mm-hmm. He's I'm, huge. We're rehearsing, exactly. So, <laughs> we're rehearsing all week, and they can't keep a straight face. They're falling out in rehearsal like crazy. So, now, we rehearse Monday to Friday. The multi-camera shoots like a, like a theater piece where the studio audience is there at the end of the week. So on the last day, I go, you know what? you're shooting that first scene where I come into the diner, the four of them are in the, in the diner I go, you know I'm starting to freak out and like what? I go, come on man, this is the number one show in the world and this character is freaking huge. If I come in man and this character doesn't work, I have a pretty decent career right now. If I bring in a character this big and it falls flat on its face done so, I'm done done. And I shared it with the four of them. You know, And they're, they're just like, oh, no, 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 no. Please, 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 please. Especially Jerry. It's like, please, just trust, just trust, just trust, just trust. So they're in the diner. And then the audience is over there. The audience doesn't know Banya. And I walk in and I go, hey, Jerry. And the crowd just busts. They don't know the character. And Jerry's in the diner, so he turns to me so the audience can't see him when he turns in the booth. And he looks, just gives me that look of, eh, eh.
1: Oh, like I told you we're good.
0: And Banya existed on me walking in going, hey, Jerry. And the freaking character existed. But you can understand why I was nervous. I was like, this character is a freaking dirigible. He's a goddamn balloon. Oh, That's intense. It was intense. It was intense. Now, of course, the character worked, but you don't know No, that. of course you not. It's so
1: easy to look back. Oh, he was a great oh, character. Yeah, a great character. All right, I'm going to go piss like a racehorse. And yeah. We'll, okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know how racehorses pee.
1: <laughs> we but think I, heavy.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that's a flow, right? That's a solid flow. Yes.
1: And down the stretch they come. How was <laughs> how?
0: <laughs> you know, it makes me think, because I, I just keep talking, don't I? I love it, so, though. So that reminds me of years ago, we went to the dog track. In Florida. Okay. Right? So, uh, and this was family, right? This is family. We're at the dog track. And my sister says, hey, I have a fun game. I'm like, this is going to suck. And she goes, I have a fun game. Here's the thing. Every time, because we're at the dog track, every time you say horse, you have to put a quarter in the cup. I'm like, okay, great. Like, well, we're going to have four quarters. I am telling you. It had to be $27. Like, you don't stop saying horse. <laughs> you don't say dog. <laughs> you never say dog. When you say see them dog. racing, like, look at that dog, horse. That, you say horse the whole time. <laughs> the whole night, all you say is horse. I'm like, okay, here's more. Okay, here. Like, I swear to God, there's nothing but money in that thing. Which was so, so here's the thing about the dog track that I found fascinating is, you know the parade of horses, right? Of course. Well, they parade the dogs.
1: I'm a, so, I'm a big horse racing guy. Oh, okay. Big.
0: So, so the so they do it with dog racing. They parade the dogs. And do you know what happens is if a dog takes a dump, everybody runs to bet that dog because he just dropped ten percent of his body weight. He's cleaned out now, ready to roll.
1: Horse, I mean dog. here's twenty five cents. Dog, right. dog forges shit. Let's go bet him. <laughs> okay.
0: As soon as a dog shits, everybody bets <laughs> that dog.
1: All right, we're gonna t- we'll take it home like professionals say. You're a huge Mets fan.
0: Uh, I uh, well, you know that's hard after uh, the twenty-five to four was it?
1: Oof. I, I, my buddy texted me. Goes, I'm a Yankee fan. He goes, put it on. I'm like, well, you just put the Mets on. It was nineteen nothing.
0: You know that's the thing about somebody who didn't follow it said, well, you know, by the end they were probably pitching third baseman. I was like, no, no, this was all a, this was primarily against.
1: <laughs> they brought in Jose Reyes when we were down twenty yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I actually watched finale clips today right before I was at work, and I put it on. And you were next to Keith Hernandez.
0: Okay, I am not telling that whole story. Oh, it's because, a long story. Oh my God, I could tell that story for a half hour. I am going to leave that as a tease. Next time I do that, do your show. Deal. I am going to tell the me sitting next to Keith. Hernandez oh, I didn't know it was a long story. For the finale of Seinfeld. I'm going to hold it's you to that. At least a half hour. I'm going to hold you to and that I'm tease, gonna, and I'm going to do it.
1: So you you met up with him. That's cool. Awesome.
0: No, not awesome. Better than awesome. And it's a great story, and next time I do it, I'm, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the full—it's got to be a half hour. Story. Yeah,
1: I, I wasn't going to rush you. I didn't even know it was a yeah, story. because
0: I, I can't even start it now. But let's Don't. just leave it as a tease. It's a phenomenal story.
1: Besides the podcast, are you still doing stand-up?
0: I still do stand-up all over the country.
1: Because on your website, there's no—like, I look
0: for dates. Okay, I'm a lazy son of a bitch. Okay, where you go—I'm going to put this up tomorrow morning. I suck at almost everything. Don't say that. But the thing <laughs> is, there's a lot of things. <laughs> All right, uh, let me see. Let me think. Where am I performing stand-up? Because I left a little gap because I'm starting this podcast thing. Sure. And I'm gonna be doing, but I am uh, – August, August. Okay, August uh, – well, first of all, I'm doing the appearance at uh, the um, Cyclones game.
1: Because this, this podcast is coming up tomorrow morning, so it's good.
0: Right, so I'm doing the, the appearance <laughs> at the Cyclones game on the 4th. Then I am doing a, a show, me and uh, Kevin Farley are doing a co-headlining thing in Canada together on the 11th of August. Okay. And then I'm doing some place at the end. I suck. I suck at, like, promo and stuff. But I adore stand-up now. Like, I just, like, I go off. Here's what I think. Like, they're like, okay, you're headlining. So when you're headlining, you're contractually obligated to do 45. But you can really do whatever you want. But they'll say to they'll they'll say to you, well, would you like a light? You know how comedians get mm-hmm. the light. But when you're the headliner, you know they're just being nice. They're so like, would you like a light at 40 minutes, just to let you know? And I'm like, not really. I go, here's what I want you to do. I would like your hottest waitress to bring me a shot and a beer at a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> what? It rejuvenates you. Oh yeah. Two and I know where I am. Like... I know where I am. I'll bring it home. <laughs> so that's what I do. Like they're like. Ah, you're kidding. Like, no, no, I'm not kidding. I want a shot of Jameson and a beer at a half hour. All
1: right, finish up with two questions, okay? Yeah, good. Did you ever keep any Seinfeld memorabilia?
0: I suck at that. I, like, oh. I don't, I don't keep, I, I don't have, like, I'm, look, in the big picture, I'm glad I'm not a freaking pack rat. Like, I don't fucking hold, I hold on to memories, I hold on to stories. But something from there. I gotcha, I gotcha. People are disappointed when I say I'm it. disappointed in you. I'm just not that dude. I will tell you a story about, Jerry was so amazing about who was on that show. Obviously, there's the four of them, right? And then my point is, these are my things. Like, my memorabilia is these stories. Mm -hmm. So, Jerry, if you had a great episode and he didn't like you, you weren't coming back. The show was so important to him. So by the time we did the final episode, which was like a reunion show, not only was everybody talented, they were cool. And Jerry created that. Now, Jerry Stiller, you can't meet a nicer <laughs> human being in your life. So the final Seinfeld, right? Big party afterwards. And again, there were no cell phones yet, right? That's how long ago it was. So we're at the party. Everyone's this amazing thing. It was so big. There were helicopters overhead. Jerry Stiller comes up to me at the party. He goes, Stephen, can I just take a moment and tell you what a joy it was to work with you these years? Wow. Jerry Stiller. I'm like, Mr. Stiller. <laughs> 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 seriously i mean you're a god and uh you just couldn't be had he goes that's not the point i'm saying he goes what i'm saying is i have this camera it's an instamatic camera he goes i've taken some very nice photos of this party you're in several of them i'd like an address where i can get them to you i go oh, okay wow. this still a, here's the address four days later they arrive in triplicate with a letter of what a joy it was to work with me what a class act that's what that experience was. So to me, it wasn't about keeping a box of cereal. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. I don't give a shit about a box of cereal. That's what I have.
1: Damn, that was a good answer.
0: <laughs> that answer was better than
1: that answer was better than, yeah. Well, I have this coat. Damn it. Okay. Now I, I access to everyone who's on my show. Yeah. Uh oh. You and I, no, it's not crazy. You and I at the bar, we're having a few drinks, Jameson and a beer yeah. by a hot waitress. Yeah. You want to impress everyone in the bar. No one cares about Seinfeld. No one cares about this. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back?
0: Well, you have to be confident they'll text you back? Uh,
1: pretty confident.
0: Well, I,
1: Give I, one that you know you're confident and the other one, like, they probably will.
0: Um, <clears throat> first of all, I have to go on on the terms of your thing mm-hmm. because if I were to say, oh, he's going to text me back. Right, so I'm going to go with your thing of I'm going to say he's going to text me back. Now I could text Jerry, but I don't know if Jerry's going to text me back. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd like, I, I hope he would, and he could, and he might, and he probably will. But that's not the idea of. So then he gets into the world of Hey, anybody who could not text you back.
1: I love you. You wonder <laughs> why want want, I love you because people will just give an answer. You're thinking about it. This yeah. is
0: awesome. Anybody not text you back, so <laughs> you're going to get a taste of the Keith Hernandez a- as that answer. Okay. I have a huge story. But after that story, I get – at the time, I was, I was living in L.A., and I was dating a woman in New York. And I look at my phone, and this is a couple of years after Seinfeld. So there are cell phones, mm-hmm. right? So I'm looking at my phone, and it says, Kara. I'm like, oh, my girlfriend's calling me. So I answer the phone. And I go, hey, honey, what's up? And it's just a loud bar. Loud bar. And I go, hey, hey Steve. I'm like, hello. He goes, It's Keith. Keith Hernandez and I just, I just f- hit on your girlfriend the f- <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> you know, up You did? He goes Yeah I hit on it. And she goes No but you know a friend of You know my boyfriend oh my So he goes Let's call him <laughs> So he calls me and goes I just hit on your girlfriend
1: That is awesome
0: So that ties it together for you,
1: you know what That can be your answer it Keith Hernandez and Drunk calling you After hitting on your girlfriend <laughs> I just hit on your how cool is that? Right. And how cool is your girlfriend not going home with Keith Hernandez?
0: No, oh God, she was. First of all, I probably should have married her.
1: Oh. <laughs> Give the plug for the your Twitter handle, the podcast, the podcast. Um, first of all, I'm so fight?
0: sick of you telling me what to do. <laughs> I'm bossing you around. <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs> what the hell is that about? Now, arch your back. Um, Twitter at Heitner. <laughs> podcast. Look at me. I'm a, I'm a whore, baby. I'm a whore. I love it. Podcast, that's gold with Steve Heitner. Now what do I do? Now, now what do I do? Your website. Oh, website, steveheitner.com. And
1: just jump one time for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for your time.